Hey guys, I'm Max, and you're listening to Just Bad Day. Hey guys, welcome back to Just Bad Day. My name is Ashwin. This is a very special episode. I'm sure one reason is already. Very obvious. It's the fact that this is the first ever recording in two years that's not done through Zoom, which makes me very, very happy. But also, of course, this also means that my co-host isn't here, which is quite unfortunate because I would have loved to see him fly over to London and have him next to me. But to have our own studio, I we need your support. So please subscribe, like, share, and all that. I've never asked this before, but yeah, please do that. It's a different setting. I'm in my university. I'm in the podcast booth of my university, but yes, talking about why our episode is special is because <laughs> we're going to talk to someone very special about something that you already know. You have seen the title, that's why I've clicked on our video. But yes, talking about a special guest, he is my classmate, and I've been very fortunate to get to know him because he is an incredible human being, one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. He's opinionated, he speaks his mind, he's very honest, but he also has one of the kindest of hearts, Max. Thank you so oh, much for joining us. So nice. Gosh, we're going to start crying <laughs> on the podcast. Wow, this is an honor. I'm on. How do you pronounce the name of your podcast? Sorry? Just Barton. Just Barton. Yeah, there you go. And I'm on the first filmed episode yeah. in two years. Yeah. Wow, and we're in this. I want the podcast booth in our university, which is yeah. potentially a class could be walking in at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about this subject yeah. with a potential of a lecture going on behind us. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. You know, before so. We usually have this format where we have an icebreaker, where we don't need to break the ice between us, but I'm going to ask you either way. Yeah, for the listener. Though, yeah. yeah. Uh, has, have you had any, did you first make any New Year resolutions? And if you did, have you kept any until now? I mean, it's Feb, it's a month gone by, so have you kept any New Year resolutions? Intact? Last year, I made a document, like mm-hmm. a Google Doc of New Year's resolutions. Really? And I had categories, it was like family, friends, career, mm-hmm. sports, and I got to the end of the year, and I didn't really know how many I'd completed, so I thought, okay, I'll go back on the Google Doc. Mm-hmm. Turns out I'd saved it on my old work account, so I couldn't access it. <laughs> so I got no idea whether I completed any of my um, New Year's resolutions from 2022. Mm-hmm. So I thought, this year I scrap it. Um, but I do have a word for the year. So really? I've started doing this, my friends do it. It's a little bit cheesy, but it's mm-hmm. quite useful, where you just kind of say, What's like the the word for the year that I'm kind of going after? Right. Um, so some of my friends is like, I don't know, security or boldness. Mm-hmm. So mine is confidence this year. Um, trying to be more of a confident that person in my own ideas. But I'm glad you said I'm opinionated and speak my mind. <laughs> yeah, because you do. Usually I am not known for that, so I'm glad that's really? kind of... Really? Yeah, oh, that's translating now. I mean, to be fair, you've been living up to the word confidence because he's someone who's... I mean, who was scared of playing football? Now he's part of this football team. We play every Tuesday, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been living up to that word. Well, exactly. That sort of thing, like tackling insecurities, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So but, that's my word. Yeah, well done to you. That's beautiful. Thank you. I hope, Thank I hope you. the year continues and you live up to that word. I'll try. I'm going to yeah. try. Now, talking about the topic itself, before we get into porn and everything, <laughs> so when were you introduced to the idea of sex? And when did you first realize that sex is a thing that your parents and every adult in the world, I mean, to be fair at this point, mm. kids who are 16, 17, they, they get into this process called sex. It's worth mentioning from the off that um, I am a, someone who goes to church, someone mm-hmm. who follows Jesus, someone who is a Christian. So sex is probably in my mind, or at least in my perspective, mm-hmm. different to maybe, ah. you know, mm-hmm. 
friends of mine. Um, but probably I remember, you know, in sort of year six, year seven, people would say words that I didn't quite understand. Like I remember the first time someone said the word masturbate and I was like, <laughs> I remember thinking, I've got no idea what that is. Because I was a really late bloomer, so I hadn't hit puberty till a, till a lot later down the line. Mm-hmm. And someone said that they masturbate, or I think someone said that, which is a strange conversation, but that's what boys talk about, I guess, that's that age. True, yeah. And I remember thinking, like, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of th- found out what it was, and I thought, that is so bizarre. Because I think before you kind of have that, um, well, before you hit puberty, uh, you're, you just the whole idea is disgusting to you. Like, the idea that you do that with a human being, the idea that you might watch videos of that, mm-hmm. it's, like, yeah. alien and horrible. Um, but, yeah, probably year seven, year eight is the time. Good segue to the next question. When when was the first time you came across porn? Actually, the first time I was introduced to porn mm-hmm. was we were at my friend's house. And it was, again, <laughs> that age where everyone's a little bit outrageous yeah. or wants to start doing outrageous things mm-hmm. because they've heard about sex, they've heard about porn. And some guy, who I didn't actually know that well, but was hanging out at mm-hmm. my friend's house, just went like that with his phone, like, thrust his phone in front of me. And in the video, mm-hmm. there was a video of a, of a naked lady um, masturbating. And I was like, ah, like, covered my eyes. I was like... Yeah. Stand back, Satan! Like you know, what I mean, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so, um, yeah, I was just like that. It's, I don't want to see anything like mm. that. And I remember saying to my cousin once, we were, we would chat late at night about you know girls and whatever as you do at that age. And I was like, Have you heard about this thing called porn? Like I'm never gonna watch porn. It's disgusting. Like it sounds horrible. Yeah. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, no. Why would you ever want to do that? But I remember. There was like a TV show called I'm a Celebrity. Mm. This is getting very honest now. And <laughs> they would very much be provocative and they'd have the, the, these scenes. If, if you've seen oh, I'm a yeah, Celebrity, you'll know yeah, it, yeah. where they have like the shower scenes mm. and the girls in bikinis. Yeah. And as a young, like, teenage boy, you're kind of like, there's just a moment where you watch it and you're like, oh, I actually quite like seeing that. Mm. And then suddenly there's like a flick that goes yeah. off. Um, a, a, sorry, a flick, a a, sw- a switch, a flick, yeah, a flick, a switch, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting into a weird innuendo there. <laughs> and you're like, huh, okay. Mm-hmm. Girls who reveal themselves a bit. I, I'm, something in my body is, is enjoying that. Um, it's a strange way of saying it. And then I think eventually you kind of, I think everyone did this at that age. You'd like type in like, girl kiss boy. Oh <laughs> and then God. click enter and it's like, ooh, there's a video of a girl kissing a boy. And then you're like, girl sex man yeah or yeah. boy um kiss i don't know you're like yeah. you're just typing words yeah. like porn kiss <laughs> hugging <laughs> like the most sort of like you you're like really unsure what you're doing but you've heard about maybe there's videos out there yeah. and then the first time you see it you're like oh right and then again it's that moment of like you've almost just fallen into the hole at that point. I think when you think about the first time you you saw or heard about yeah. porn, mm-hmm. that's like, that's the point where you fell into the, yeah, to the, to the hole and yeah. took years to find yourself, yeah. to find your way back out of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so bizarre. Because I remember is. thinking, yeah, as a young age, that's disgusting, I never want to do that. And then <laughs> fast forward and you're addicted. Yeah. I mean, and then this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then this video, years later, you're talking about. But it was so bizarre because... We're talking today, obviously, about maybe why yeah. we don't like porn or mm. we've tried to quit porn or we've been successful quitting it previously. But when you're that age, it is almost, yeah. it's a done thing, right? Yeah. And yeah. if you don't do it or, you know, people will sort of mock you for that. Mm. And they'll kind of, I remember people openly talking about, you know, porn styles that they like, yep. even on YouTube videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's the thing. So I there was a whole conversation about the kind of porn stars people like in my class, and I had no idea who they were. I I've, I'm like, yeah, I was a late bloomer, and I got into this scene <laughs> very very late. You spoke about your first time, but when did you first uh start watching it regularly without guilt, or do you still feel guilty about? Oh it? no, the guilt kicked in pretty much immediately. That's yeah, that's yeah. the the irony of it. Was like from day dot mm-hmm. of starting to watch porn, I had this like. Yeah, guilt about it. I knew it wasn't... It just didn't feel right, like, right. to be watching it, mm-hmm. you know. Is, is that because of your religious beliefs or because you as a person... I think both. I think my religious beliefs, I was... I know what I've been taught about sex mm-hmm. is it's between... It's in marriage, right? right? And oh, right, yeah, and yeah, also there's there's yeah. there's verses in the Bible about if you, look, if you lust after a woman mm-hmm. um, when you're with someone else, but also generally you're kind of committing adultery in your mind... Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew it wasn't right to sort of objectify girls on the screen and just as because they become like your playthings. Yep. Like yep. even in the way that you can scroll on a video, like get to the bits that you want. Um, these girls become one-dimensional things to you, yep. and even obviously the men as well. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just figures. They're just objects yeah. in your mind. Um, well, not in your mind on the screen, mm-hmm. and you can kind of view what you like. You can kind of search anything you like. Yep. But um, to go back to your original question, yeah, I think the guilt kind of kicks in straight away. But I think down the line that's when you're really starting to feel the sort of shame about it because yep. that's when you realise you want to quit yep. and suddenly you realise... So, so you talk about quitting but there would have been a point where you realise you're almost addicted to it and you want to watch it, you have the need and the want to watch it. When did you realise that, that oh, this yeah. is a problem? Apart probably, from the guilty bit... Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, probably, you know, yeah. I mean, I think, as I said, late bloomer, so I probably watched a bit later than most um, boys or girls. I watched it in like year nine, right. year eight. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, you know was recognising I was addicted to it by mm-hmm. year 10, year 11, maybe before that. Why though? Like, what made you realise that you were addicted? Because addicted. I, I think you know you're addicted when you do it and you don't want to do it. Like, uh, there's like a cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. between what you morally believe, like, I don't think porn is a good thing, I don't want to watch porn, and then what happens, which is, you know, you end up staying up late and right. you're kind of like, literally, to be quite perfectly honest, you're opening the laptop and then you're shutting the laptop, you're like, no, and you're finding yourself five minutes later opening the laptop. And that happened to you? Yeah, that's happened to me so many times. I think it's the same as like, I think, you know, they call it the new drug. It's the same as like... Oh, yeah, tra- 100%. As, you know, alcohol, yeah. mm-hmm. alcoholism, drug addiction. Smoking. It has, you know, the way it rewires your brain. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into the science. I'm not yeah. an expert. We're talking about personal experience. But yeah. yeah, so I think you know when you're addicted when you, when you tell yourself like in the right frame of mind, I do not want to do this. And then you find yourself doing it. That's how you know you're addicted. But also, I guess, numbers, like, you know, if you're watching it four or five times a week, which was my experience, mm-hmm. I would say I was addicted. But people might feel addicted if they watch it once a month. But people might feel addicted if they watch it, you know, ten times a day, yeah. which people do. Mm-hmm. I think it varies. But if you, yeah, if you want to quit and you can't, that's when you kind of know. I think before I ask you a next question regarding this, I just want to tell you guys that it's not very, I mean, even the listeners who are listening, that it's not very easy to talk about it, so... Mm. I applaud you because you can talk about it because I don't know, I honestly don't know anyone else who can. Like even back home, I know people who speak about as if it's a problem, but then we push it aside because I also mm. come from a background where we can't openly talk about it. But even amongst friends, it's very difficult to do so. And the fact that you are doing it and the fact that you're here, thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for being able to talk about mm. it. So I applaud you for that. Yeah, again. But I mean, yeah. it's um, also we should say before we kind of, delve any deeper yeah. like we're not claiming to be oh yeah experts, any experts. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean for people who have 
we re- I mean, are watching me do this at least. You know, I'm no expert in anything anyway. <laughs> I just ask questions. But yeah, he's here to talk about his personal experience. He's no expert. And, no. Yeah. And, and in terms of like where I am now, mm-hmm. uh, I was kind of, I guess the word is, I don't know, sober, whatever yeah. you want to call it. I was clean for like two and a half years. And only recently... I've well had a few more. Done to you. Yeah, and only recently I've had a, f- a couple more struggles, but again, mm-hmm. it's nowhere near what it was between yeah. the ages of like, yeah, you're talking year nine mm-hmm. till final year of university, really, and that, and that was in different stages of like being addicted and right. and even the kind of content that you watch. But there was a period where you're talking like year eleven, year twelve, where it was, or probably even university time, where it's like that's when I fell out of control because, as I say. You don't yeah. want to be watching it, but you find yourself watching it. But no, we're not. We're not experts. We're yeah. not. We're not scientists on yeah. it. We're just talking about it because I think actually you're right. Like people do talk about it, but they don't really talk about it in the way that's like how how I think it's one of the most damaging things oh, yeah. for for a lot of for teenagers. Yeah, for a lot of different reasons, right? And that's what I want to so get many into. Reasons. Yeah, I was gonna so ask many. you, did it ever come in between your work? I think when you when I've been addicted to porn, my motivation levels are plummet right. my energy levels plummet not just because of what it's doing to my mental health but like there'll be times when i'm battling it in the middle of the night i think you're most likely to watch porn if you're lonely if you're alone and if you're bored if yeah. you have all three of those it's like yeah. the, the worst combination if you have a couple of them it's still quite bad mm-hmm. so you know middle of the night you're alone right you might yeah. be bored if you can't sleep and you might feel a little bit lonely if you're not in a relationship or even if you're in a relationship you might feel a little bit lonely yeah. and so it hundred percent affects your your work or your studies because it's it's you, there's a fixation there as well. Yeah. Like there's been times yeah. when you're trying to revise and you're at home, and suddenly the thought crosses your mind. That what if I just yeah. and it's like no, I need to focus on like this like yeah. banal science ex- mm-hmm. assignment, but also now there's like this enticing thing going on in my head of like you know like luring yeah. you in. Yeah. So it affects your motivation, it affects your energy levels. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I was I was listening to this podcast by Tanmay Bhatt. I know you don't know who Tanmay Bhatt is, but he's a comedian, podcaster. He's a lot of things. He's a producer and whatever. And they were talking about, they had this expert on, I guess, and he was, that person was talking about how, because of porn, it's become, sex has become such a need. Yeah. More than, I mean, sex is a beautiful thing, right? If you think about it, you're, you're with someone you love, you're making that connection, and it's very special if you're mm. doing it right. <laughs> but... Because of porn, I mean, the idea of sex becomes almost violent, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it just, it just makes sex like a commodity. Because, yeah. like I said, sex is, isn't, I mean, as a Christian as well, mm-hmm. I think people often think Christians don't like sex. <laughs> but we believe God created sex, and there's a reason for it, and it's like in a, like okay. say, in a relationship. But watching porn is like a, is I, the best comparison, I think, is like someone will say it's like a McDonald's burger, where when you yeah. see the adverts, it looks like, oh, that, that Big Mac looks incredible, yeah. like... And then you see it in person or you eat it and you're like, that's A, it looks terrible and B, I feel rough. Mm-hmm. Porn is just a, a, a faux version of, of sex where, yeah. And also there's so many tropes in pornography that are so dangerous. Yeah. Like the schoolgirl. Oh my God, um, yeah. The stepmom yeah. with the with the, 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 um, the stepson or the, even the stepdaughter. Yeah. Um, the stepsisters. Your father. Your father. Yeah. It's like... Any any kind of dynamic where there could be a power exp- exploitation, like teachers and mm-hmm. students, you know, we're literally allowed to view content where, you know, and I know the performers are of age, yeah, but, yeah. but in our minds, there's a student girl and a male teacher. 
yeah, if we saw that in the news, we'd be horrified. Yeah. But obviously, when they play it out in this kind of role play, mm-hmm. sexual role play, we're kind of enticed by it. So that's why I think it, it completely distorts what yeah. sex is. It kind of perverts what sex is. And if you're watching porn when you're in a relationship, regardless of if you're having sex with the person or not, uh, say you're dating mm-hmm. and you're waiting for marriage, regardless of if you're if you're watching porn in that relationship, you're definitely going to be affecting yeah. your relationship. I was going to ask you, I mean, you have been in relationships before. Mm. Was this a time when you were addicted to porn? And if so, how was that? Like, did it affect your relationship? Yeah, I mean, so the last relationship I was in, I didn't watch porn at all. And mm-hmm. it helped massively. And before yeah. that, I hadn't watched any porn. Mm-hmm. Um, but the relationship before that, um, there was times when I hadn't watched, didn't watch porn throughout the relationship. And there was times when I struggled. It definitely affected the relationship because... You know, I'm supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to have one person who's your, your yep. center of your attention in terms of, like, your romantic interest. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking about other girls in that way, not even girls that you know, by the way, just the, obviously the porn stars, if you're watching videos and you're kind of lusting after these people, that's not healthy. I can't, and I, I think, the, I was thinking about this yesterday, like, and you say, okay, what's the problem with watching porn in a relationship? Because I know a lot of couples yeah. who watch it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into that because I don't know about that. Yeah. But the question is, well, what's the help? of watching porn while you're in a relationship, especially on your own. And I can't think of a single reason why if you're away from your partner and you watch porn, it's going to benefit your relationship in any way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely think it affects it. I think it also affects your kind of, like, you know, the male gaze, gaze yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. it affects the way that you view your partner as well. Yeah, yeah. But, I no. was act- I was actually going to come on to that. Did you, I mean, it's, I can't frame it right, so I'm sorry if it comes off very rude or anything, but did you ever look at other women or other girls from the outside like strangers and did you ever sexualize them because of how much porn you watch yeah Yeah. i think i've i I, I doubt i'm alone in that in terms of oh yeah of course yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. no but i think it's true it's like this is to me there is a connection i don't know this i don't know what the correlation is here Mm. if it's been proven or if there's causation i should say but there's definitely a correlation between like you know men on the street who feel it's okay to wolf whistle Mm. oh right and you know being able to choose exactly what kind of sexual fantasy you want to see online mm-hmm. and so of course if you're walking down the road and you see a girl that's attractive and you've been watching a lot of porn your mind's kind of in that headspace of like you know you can imagine things you can yeah. fantasize i don't know how to properly explain it but yeah i think i wouldn't be alone in saying that and i do think there's a connection between porn and the kind of yeah, the perversion, I guess, yeah. in our society, generally mm-hmm. speaking. I don't want to say there's a causation between if you watch porn, you're more likely to be a, yeah. a sexual criminal, because that's obviously not true. And, of course not. But, yeah. yeah. I was also speaking to another friend of mine related to this long time ago, and we were talking about porn addiction because it, the topic just came up, and he was talking about how he's not addicted to porn per se, he's just addicted to the feeling of orgasm. And so there were times where he wouldn't watch porn, but just think about it just think about random scenarios and have an orgasm. I think you're training your mind to desire it. It's as simple as I said with the drug and the alcohol addiction. That, does a, someone who wants a drink actually want a drink or has their brain been true. trained yeah, to want a drink? Fair. So yeah, there was times yeah. when you're like, oh, I feel more like aroused, I suppose, to watch mm-hmm. porn and more tempted and there's certain situations. Yeah. But generally speaking, I think you've you've just trained your brain to seek yeah. it out. There's been times when I used to watch it and I'd be thinking, I don't even really... like. I don't want to watch it, but it's almost like usually during this time of the day or whatever, I, I find myself watching it. So I guess I'll just find myself watching it. It's such yeah. a weird, like, routine and habit that you, you you find yourself, like, wondering, even in the moment, like, 
I don't want to be doing this, but I'm still here. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a cognitive dissonance. It feels like I always find there's like two sides of my brain, like having yeah. a fight, like the 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 angel yeah. on my left and the devil on my right, being like, you got to stop doing this. Like in a few minutes' time or in an hour's time, you're going to feel mm-hmm. awful for even engaging in this. And then there's the other side that says, oh, just go for it. Like whatever, yeah. you know, enjoy the pleasure of it all. So there obviously is a reason why you end up watching yeah. it. It's and I think people know yeah. why, but that is why it's so damaging because. It never, it never satisfies you. You know, it's not. Yeah. It, you're chasing a high that you're ultimately just going to be oh, crashing yeah. to the floor. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know, so I, I have one last question about the indulgence <laughs> per se. But the indulgence. <laughs> was there like if was there a trigger during the day that would make you want to watch it? Like, I mean, there is of course you being bored and you having nothing to do, and then there's another factor where you have the need to watch it because, like you said, you're wired your brain in that way. But was there? I mean, for example, if you watched a video, or watched a movie, or watched oh, yeah, an actress, yeah, yeah, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah. would you suddenly have the need to watch it? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you when you're younger, you're like, I don't know, you're trying to stay away from it. For, like, you're like, all right, I've, I've been two days now, I haven't watched it, <laughs> and then you like stick on the movie, and you're like, ah, major sex scene, <laughs> and suddenly like, there's like this snowball effect going on in your head of like, it's tumbling down and getting bigger and bigger. Um, I think one of the factors is always like feeling a little bit low, and you kind of use it as a yeah, like a, again, to try and cheer you up or mm-hmm. Did it ever to give you some you satisfaction. No, it doesn't work, does it? Yeah, it's <laughs> such a, again, the McDonald's burger. Yeah, yeah, like you fancy yeah. takeaway and then you have the takeaway and you don't yeah. feel great because that's not what your body wanted. Except you still want it though. You still want another burger, another day. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're like, there was that moment where it <laughs> felt amazing. And then it was very, again, the fleeting feeling. <laughs> the fleeting feelings of pornography. Yeah. Um, but that that is pretty much it. It's like, in the moment, you're like, oh, maybe this will cheer me up. It'll it will stimulate me. It will mm. bring me pleasure. Um, but it's like such a lie, such a lie. That is true. Now, I mean, you are here. You're talking about this. We're making a whole episode, <laughs> making a whole <laughs> episode out of this. When was the first time you decided to talk about it and with whom? But, I mean, the major factor is why did you talk about it? Why did you have the need to talk about to it? To be fair, me and my friends were fairly open about it in... Mm-hmm later years because we all would sort of talk about our struggles but we kind of formed this accountability group that really? <laughs> essentially just became a pat on the back of like <laughs> we, we, we all had good intentions like mm-hmm. I think we'd come to it and be like how have we been doing this week like you know some people are like, oh, I haven't watched it all week or sometimes like, I'm really struggling this week right? um, but it almost became twisted a little bit because you'd sometimes think well I know so and so is struggling as well so oh well at least I know I'm not alone um, it's not like always the best form of yeah. accountability because you're not actually really feeling like you're going somewhere and challenging yeah. each other because you're all just kind of struggling together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it's a bit like AA, but there's there's no neutral, <laughs> there's no neutral yeah. person to kind yeah. of help you mm-hmm. through it. Um, so I would talk about it a lot then. And then when I kind of really found freedom from it, um, like, as I said, a couple of years ago, um, only recently there's been a few more struggles, but not in the mm-hmm. same way. Um, so when I found freedom, I was like, right, I really need to talk about this more with people because I feel so passionately about feeling um well, well the feeling of 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 being addicted to the mm-hmm. feeling of now being free from it right um and how much it kind of changed my my mental health and my motivation my kind of drive um the way i approach relationships not just romantic relationships mm-hmm. but approach relationships with friends so i get really passionate when i kind of rem- yeah when i'm reminded of the feeling of the freedom of it all and i think it's just, again 
it's the same when you see someone who's been addicted to something. Yeah. They come out yeah. of it yeah. and it's almost like they want to evangelize because they're like, you need to experience the benefits of this. Yeah. And there's so many videos I've watched as well talking about it, talking about the psychological impacts. Also the, I mean, we, we've touched on it a little bit later maybe, but like the industry itself mm-hmm. and how destructive it is. Because yeah. we're talking a lot about our own selves yeah. and the impact on ourselves, yeah. on our own bodies and our minds. But obviously there's a whole other factor yep. to it, which is yeah. the abuse and the trafficking, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but... Yeah, I feel I, I feel fairly comfortable talking about. It. I mean, today it's a little bit like I'm getting into quite a lot of detail, yeah. so it feels a bit more like. <laughs> and you know, I don't know who's going to watch this. And my my grandma's going to find. <laughs> oh, it's nice to see. Oh gosh, <laughs> like you know, I yeah. won't be sending this around to my family. Yeah. But equally, I don't really care. I've, you know, I've told my parents wait, wait, so about ha- it before. Yeah, I was going to ask you, have you talked to your parents about this before? Well, like, like a few, uh, probably like a year ago now, mm-hmm. my mum was like, talk, my mum's a teacher, and she was talking about, oh, you know, there's an issue at school, like. Mm-hmm. All these boys, they they, I've, they watch porn. I'm like, she was like, did you ever like sort of like hear about porn or what? Almost like she didn't expect to say, you know, oh, yeah. did you ever sort of know about porn? It's like, well, yeah, I was addicted. And she was like, were well, you? But she wasn't. She wasn't surprised in like a disappointing way. But I think she was just, just okay saying it out loud. Yeah, because at that point, I just thought, you know, it's the right time. It's it, well, yeah, it's, it's been and gone now in that yeah. way. Like I've, I've had that period of being a teenager, and also, you know, I, I don't feel any deep shame about it now. Like I think. You got to talk about these things because otherwise you're gonna feel alone but in it. That's the thing, right? It's very different to being an addict and a drug addict or alco- addicted to alcohol, because, in a sense that I mean I don't want to say this, but a third person might. I mean, if you tell a third person they're addicted to porn, they might just think you're a pervert, and they might think that you're up to mm. no good. Or I mean, you see the world the way you see porn, and. You, weren't you scared about all those judgments coming out? No, because I know that I... I, I mean, if you go by the statistics, mm-hmm. you know that you're not alone, but you feel... You, porn makes you feel like you're alone, like you're the only yeah, one who's struggling yeah. with it. But um, you're not, because you've, you've, you you've speak to your friends and suddenly you realise... Like me and you spoke the other day, and that's kind of why we're doing this. Yeah. Like an offhand yeah. comment, you were like, oh, my days, yeah, I also yeah. kind of got yeah. free from it, but have had a few struggles yep. in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even the specificities of it all... Yeah. Like the sort of anecdotal elements of like, you've ever been in this situation? You're like, I've been in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Like this, yeah. like oh yeah, yeah, staying up late at night and like yeah, yeah. closing your phone and opening your phone, blah blah yeah. blah. Um, so I don't feel, yeah, too worried about speaking about it. I mean, there's some elements where you're like, you know, it's a bit awkward, yeah. but generally speaking, I think I've learned the more you talk about it, the better. This and is why this is why I think you're a beautiful human being, Max. But talking about the conversation, we were talking about something, and he. He, he told me something that made me realize that I thought I was the only one doing this and I thought I was the only one feeling this way. Mm. And when you said that, it opened up so much for me because I realized oh, I might not be alone in this after all. Like, there is someone and someone I share my classroom with. So I thought that was beautiful. So, yeah. yeah, even even in the way that when I told you and you were like, why don't we do a podcast talking about it? Yeah, It just changed the way I was like, you know what, I feel more motivated now mm-hmm. to kind of like rid myself of these last few elements of it all. Yeah, and so coming to that, so we spoke about the problem itself. We spoke about you talking about the problem. Third, I mean, you said you've been sober for two and a half years. And that is an incredible feat. Oh, it's such a good feeling. (laughs) Yeah. And so what did you do? What changed? What first clicked in your head that you want to do this? And how were you? What was the constant battle like in these two years? Because I'm sure in these two years, you had the urge to just just one more time, this one video and stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say, like, the exact... I'm not... Also, I can't give anyone the solutions, to, oh, yeah, yeah. to be clear. It's, it's your solution. What yeah, yeah, works yeah, yeah, for no, you yeah, doesn't yeah. have to work for us. 
He's very diplomatic that way, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, so I'm always, I'm always trying to like ad-lib at the end. Yeah. Justify. Um, probably, I mean, okay, I'll be, there's a first element which is going to alienate people, but it's just my story, is I, as a Christian, I pray a lot about it. Right. And I pray that I would be healed of it. So I honestly believe that I was healed mm-hmm. of my addiction. In terms of, I, I prayed to like rewire my brain because we talk we talk about like neurotransmitters and dopamine and getting mm-hmm. that fixed. Yep. You've literally altered the chemistry in your brain. Um, you can look this up online. There'll be much better explanations, but you can. <laughs> and so I kind of prayed to be healed of that. Mm-hmm. So there's that element. There's the second element of like, strangely, I, I kind of broke free of it in lockdown. Really? Which is like, what? which is, is counter to what you yeah, might expect. that's true because... I mean, there were a lot of people going through a lot of th- things in the lockdown. Mm. And I also saw a stat of how incest had increased during the lockdown. Really? Yeah, which was bizarre, especially oh in the UK. Also, uh, we're talking about this stuff. Students keep flooding in <laughs> yeah, and out. And we're, we're not sure how soundproof yeah, this room is. I, I'm very cautious about that. I don't know if they can listen yeah. to this. Oh, well, they, they, yeah, as I said, I'm open to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> even if they don't want to hear it. Yeah, um, yeah and then so, the, well, the prayer element, and then I think, the lockdown element was like a sort of, strangely it motivated me in the other way around because even though I, you think, well, you're more likely to be alone, yeah, bored. bored. And I was like, well, actually, do. this is going to be the time where if I if I keep going, I'm going to get so addicted and so down because the lockdown itself was already quite depressing. Mm-hmm. I do not need yeah. this to be um, adding to that. So I think that was kind of like a personal motivation. And then I suppose the key is to like think about what you want to replace it with. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, because we always think like, let's just go cold turkey. Yeah and hope for the best. Yeah. But like you're still on your phone at night or like you're still on your laptop all the time. But you can't just go cold turkey. It doesn't yeah. work. You need something to like so motivate you. what did you replace it with? Probably exercise was one mm-hmm. thing. I mean, that's an obvious one. People yeah. exercise, I know, but like exercise helps. Um, I always find that if I like put my phone down before bed early, this is something. I'm, this is not something I do consistently, but if I put my phone down mm-hmm. at like 10 o'clock and I decide to read instead, much less likely to... to fall for it um i guess you can be a bit more if you're if you're really addicted you could be a bit more um strict about what you watch mm-hmm. in terms of on netflix or why are you strict about that i think some things you're like you know if you've got trigger moments right mm-hmm. i guess it's like <laughs> films should come with like a <laughs> porno I, trigger warning i mean they do right if you go to the description yeah yeah stuff. exactly so it's like well if you know you're going to be watching i don't watch it but if you know you're going to be watching game of thrones and you're you're struggling oh, yeah. to you're trying to drink your addiction well, you know it's not going to help yeah. you out you've got to be a bit more realistic I'm not saying that everyone shouldn't watch Game of Thrones because same with like how some people can enjoy a drink but some people can't enjoy a drink because one yeah. glass of wine yeah. that, you know was, yeah. someone was the other day was saying that she's like I don't understand when people have a glass of wine because mm-hmm. if that was me the bottle would be gone yeah. and that's why she doesn't drink anymore so I guess it's the same with like your porn addiction like you've got to know your, yeah. your boundaries and your trigger points um, and then also talk, as I said I think talking about it with your friends mm-hmm in the right way does help and I think accountability matters but you've got to have it in the right uh, you've got to have yeah the right kind of accountability if it's just you and and your mates going oh it sucks isn't it and you're like yeah see you next week for more chat (laughs) but if it's like someone who's going to challenge you and be like you know have you been watching it Mm -hmm. how are you doing with that someone that you actually don't really want to tell yeah but you need to tell so like someone you're like oh I'm not going to watch this now because I do not have do not want to have that conversation tomorrow Um, so I had people like that in my life but yeah there's no, there's no, there's no one simple fix, and there's tons and tons of stuff online about it. Yeah. Um, I just had, had, I was, I'm kind of grateful because I don't feel like it was in my power to, mm-hmm. to free myself, as I said. So, I was just very, very kind of almost surprised you'd get to like 
I don't know, week week four of being of not watching it, and you're like, oh my days, what's going on? Like this is crazy. And then you get to like six months, and you're like, you're just buzzing. <laughs> but I also I think there's like a build up effect of like you feel the benefits right. more and more oh, yeah, as you yeah. go along. And then and you don't have the need yeah. to anymore. Yeah, you almost break that chain. Yeah, you're breaking the chain, and yeah. you're as I said, you're re rewiring your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so the longer you go on, I think people say, oh, it's always hard, it's always difficult. And it is to a degree, but I actually think it gets easier. Like, if you are addicted, of course, it's going to be much more tempting mm-hmm. and much more of a habit. Um, so I don't really agree with people like, oh, it's always going to be so mm-hmm. hard. I yeah. think actually, well, no, if you can manage to, 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 to stop for a longer period of time, you will build up that bit more of a resolve. Um, sorry, that's a very long-winded No, answer. no, that's true, that's true. I mean, I agree with you, and I feel like... When you touched upon alcohol, it's the same thing because one of the reasons I don't drink is that because I know I'm an addict and I know if I start drinking, I'm not going to stop drinking. There you go, yeah. But I've just found it difficult to manage that in different aspects, one of which can be this. <laughs> Again, I don't know if I'm going to put well, this. Well, exactly, you've got an outlet. Yeah, that's true. Like, you've got something that you're passionate about which yeah. isn't going to be harmful <laughs> to your to your liver. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. So there, I don't, yeah, it's a bit weird saying, you know, don't do the porn and do a podcast, but <laughs> but there is an element I mean, of like I mean, you've got to have a focus, yeah, right? You've got to uh, almost redirect, like you said, your focus, right? Because yeah. it's the same thing for me when I was almost addicted to sugar and I used to eat that a lot, almost every single day, and I couldn't go a day without it. I started working out, and that made me realize that when I put my effort into working out, that's all I'm thinking mm. about, and it's so much better. But you have spoken about how you're recently struggling as well, if a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so when you go back to the zone of struggling, because I've talked about this openly on a podcast and everywhere, but I, I was diagnosed with depression. And there were days when I would feel happy, but there were more days where I would just feel sad and I just want to stay on the bed because there was this weight in my head that I couldn't get out. Mm. Get it out. And so what is it like for you when you realize that, hey, I want to watch this? And I mean, I have been sober for two and a half years, but... Like, how does it feel? Like, how do you feel in your head to make you want to watch porn again? Like, mm. right now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. I'm just oh, trying to cool. think of before I speak. Yeah, I which, is, which is a rare occasion. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a good question. Yeah, damn, you stumped me. <laughs> I suppose, I mean, I definitely think porn, as I said, really affects my mental health. I think, because I was watching a video about this as well where people who have that cognitive dissonance are more mm. likely to feel guilty and shameful about it. Yep. So I think I'm someone who feels it more. Like some yeah. people can watch it and Nothing they can yet. almost like um, compartmentalize it in their minds and it's not a huge issue for them yep. in the same way that it is for me. So it definitely compounds like the feelings of like shame mm-hmm. and like, oh, you know, I'm such an awful person, like I shouldn't be doing this. And then it, it as I said earlier, it kind of knocks your motivation a little bit. But um, I think I'm in a space now where I've had a, like a few struggles recently, but not to the same extent at all. Are you scared about going back there? Not really, because I think actually I was a little bit when it's when it sort of started creeping in again, mm-hmm. and I don't really know where it came in and like kind of just like fell for it. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was like tiredness or something. But because I've had that mo- that kind of like period of like being completely free of it, mm-hmm. I'm like I believe that can happen again, and I don't feel as trapped. And also one thing to say as well is and. Again, this is many for a particular few people, perhaps, but like the shame mm, cycles that you yeah. get into are not healthy. So if you're That's finding true, yourself yeah. watching porn and then you're like, I'm never going to watch it again straight after, like, I'm not ugh, disgusting. Oh, no, 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 I hate it, hate it. And then you're like, bad, 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 Max, bad, Max. Like, 
that's just getting yourself stuck in a shame yep. cycle where you're going to end up repeating it in a couple of days' time. So you've got to have you give yourself grace and be like, you know what, I did it, I fell, I made a mistake. I don't want to do that again, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to... That's not who I am. Like, I'm not the person who's addicted. I'm someone else. And, like, we can move forward yeah. and I can, you know... Like, it, it's it's a similar, like, goal of, like, you want... In both yep. situations, yeah. you want to quit. But one of them, you're almost, like, hitting yourself yeah. to quit. And the other one, you're like, you know what, I'm better than this and there's better things for me. And also, yeah. like, that's the thing is, like, just recognising, like you said, with your... Maybe your drinking or your sugar addiction, there's better things out there for you. And you're, like, loving yourself in that way. Like, you did ex- start doing exercise... Mm-hmm. That's how you actually like are loving yourself and, yeah. and being yeah. uh, t- taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tell ourselves that like when you watch porn, you're like, <laughs> without being uh, like a pun here, <laughs> the self love aspects, right? <laughs> yeah. But not, not, I don't, I don't mean it like that. But it's like you're telling yourself this is this is good for me because like I'm I'm bringing myself pleasure and satisfaction. Right. But you're not. You're actually yeah. doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. So no, I I've, I've yeah, I feel strong enough now to to know that I can shake off this moment and, and move forward and even like over the last week it's kind of disappeared mm-hmm. and even talking to you about it yeah. it's like yeah it's kind of opened it up again put it in the light and I feel much more empowered but also just being realistic like there might be times in your life where you have a little battle with it and mm-hmm. you know if even if you're not sober for like I think also it's like if you're struggling with it and you do a month without it and you do it again and then you do a mu- another month Wait. we're back there was, I mean, you didn't, you guys didn't see this, but there was a big technical problem. My Adobe stopped working. Everything stopped recording. But we are back. We have Max with us continuing. <laughs> you remember what we were talking about, Max? Sort of, yeah. We've just listened back, so I'm not going to pretend. We oh, were talking true. about, um, well, we were saying that if you have struggles in your life with porn every now and again, yep. you shouldn't feel defeated. Because if you manage to go like a month without it, and then you end up watching it, but then you go another two months without it, and then you go another week without it. Like, take those little battles or little um, victories um, mm-hmm. and, you know, be proud of them because I think there's a feeling of, like, oh, if you relapse, then you're yeah. you're a goner. But actually, you know, if you're cutting it down significantly, that's still something to be very proud of and it'll yeah. still help you in the long run. I was actually going to ask you, do you think you could ever have a healthy relationship with no. it? No. Really? No, 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 no. So because I've tried to there's do no, that with sugar, for example. Like, yeah. I've, I've tried to indulge once in a month, per se. But, like, do you think you could have a healthy relationship in terms of watching it a healthy number? We just said hi to a <laughs> classmate outside just to, yeah. But uh, do you think you could ever have a healthy relationship in terms of, I can watch it once a week and that's okay. I can, I can. No, because there's, there's no time when I watch it or engage with it where I feel good. And, I mean, I feel, I would feel better if I only did it, you know, when I was in my, like, the height of the addiction. If I only watched it once a week, I obviously would feel a lot better, but... Mm-hmm. I di- I inherently think pornography itself is is isn't a good thing because not only is it not good for me and my um, own personal well being. Right. I disagree with the industry itself because right. I think it's exploitative and there's been yeah. Count- l- let's let's talk about yeah. That well, there's countless there's we countless this, videos, yeah. stories, testimonies of of um, particularly females but generally porn stars who are are physically abused who are kind of threatened, who are made to feel weak um, and, like, dirty. And as we talked about, even as we've touched on again, like, the the, the um, what it portrays isn't healthy. It's right. not a healthy view of sex. Mm-hmm. There's all those nasty tropes that we talked yep. about previously. Um, I think it's... 
yeah, a bad, just a bad industry. I can't really think of a better way of saying it. I think it, it robs people of so much of their life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think there is a difference between like, oh, you know, you could have a healthy relationship with drinking where you could have one drink a week, mm-hmm. which is fine because drinking in in of itself isn't inherently wrong, right? Right. I mean, some might disagree. I mean, it's still Some might disagree, yeah. but like, there's nothing inherently wrong with having a glass of wine right. with a, with a yeah. you know, with your dinner. I mean, in that way, uh, the, I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Go here. for there, it. There isn't, I mean, for someone who, for whatever reason, cannot find a partner to have sexual intercourse with. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's a bad idea for him or her to watch porn and to be able to not live that dream but live that fantasy of being with a with mm. of being with someone and being able to do this. I see what you're saying, but regardless of the, if they want to get into a relationship or they want to stay single, it's not it, pornography is just not a a realistic view of a relationship. It's not yeah, a realistic view true. of yeah. sex to yeah. start with. Oh, like, yeah. 100%. It glamorizes it completely. Yeah. And also, if you've got body image issues, like I, in my past, I've struggled with like my body image, or I still do, to be fair. So watching pornography where they're either stick thin or, you know, their genitals are like ridiculously large yeah. or they're all ripped in six packs and toned and yeah. like perfect. Oh, t- that is not God. realistic. Yeah. Um, so I can see what you're saying is like, you know, is it fair that if you don't have a relationship, if you don't have someone... Uh, then maybe porn is an outlet, but I, I just don't think I don't actually think it'd be better for you in any way. I don't think you'd find what you're looking for there. I think mm-hmm. that's trying to answer a question with the wrong answer. Yeah. Like if you're feeling maybe lonely or isolated, or you want a relationship, porn is not the answer to that, Fair in my enough. opinion. So Fair yeah, yeah, I just don't think I possibly could engage with it in a healthy way. Now, before we end this, this is how we end our podcast, Max. I think I know the answer already. Oh. But are you a tea or a coffee person? Oh, coffee, man. Yeah, yeah but the, the I never drunk tea or coffee until a year and a half ago. So I, that's, really? that's talking about addictions. That's something I actively sought out because I watched a video. <laughs> this is the sort of person that I am. I watched a video on Vice, six minute long, and it was basically like, "Is coffee good for you?" And it was like, "Here's the bad side of coffee, i.e., your sleep pattern is slightly affected." Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the good side. I think yeah, I can't even remember the other bad side to it. Here's the good side: you're more productive, mm-hmm. you're more alert. Um, and caffeine in moderation is healthy. So I was like, you know what? Forget it. Even though I don't like the taste of coffee, I ain't missing out on this productivity. (laughs) So I literally left the house that that day. I was walking somewhere, and on the way there, I got a mocha. Now, all the coffee, like, Puritans are going to hate me because I got a mocha from a a Costa machine at Sainsbury's. Wow. And even I knew, like, this tastes burnt. I don't even know what coffee tastes like, but this tastes burnt and horrible. But I was like, it was like a transition. Mm. Uh, It was like a gateway, a gateway drug (laughs) into coffee. And now I'm, like, waking up like coffee. So I have become that kind of coffee knob. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a tea as well. I didn't even like tea. Tea used to taste like weird, murky water, but now really? I crave a tea. So, but oh. coffee, man. Yeah. I actually really fancy a coffee after this. Yeah, I figured because my co-host and I, so we we are big tea people, and so this podcast I think is now a quest to find people who like tea because I think we have had eighty odd guests, and and they're all coffee. More, I think it's just handful who are tea. Has anyone remember. ever said hot chocolate? <laughs> no. Someone said uh, whiskey and wine, I think. And that's that go to drink. Wasn't and the, I was wasn't the question, about was it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like tea or coffee, whiskey. Yeah. Didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> Roast dinner. <laughs> I said, yeah. But yeah, Max, thank you so much for giving so much of your time. Going oh, through. Right. First of all, he waited until I set all of this up. And then we had this technical difficulty. Yep. And then he waited through that, and now he's he's here again. So yeah, Max, so much, Max, so much. But Max, thank you so much for first of all, 
giving all this time, but also talking about it because it's important to talk about it and being able to do that is very courageous. So well done. Thank you. you. It's beautiful. So yeah. Like, share, and subscribe, all the good stuff. The same thing, like I always tell you guys. We'll, we'll put out his Instagram in the description below if you if he's okay with it. And if you, if you want to check him out, he's pretty cool. He's really, really cool. I'll oh, thank you. Well, I have to say thank you for having me on. And also, I could now pick you up, but I feel like I'd just be... Uh, it seemed like I'm just doing it because you said nice things yeah, to me. But true. Ashwin is a lovely nah, person. Nah. And <laughs> if you want to hear more of his lovely up. stuff, then please just subscribe because he deserves yes. it. He deserves success. He actually is a very <laughs> humble guy. And he also wears great shirts. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. But yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much for watching. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yo-yo, thanks for tuning into the latest episode of Just Bate. We hope you enjoyed it and that it left you inspired. Thanks for all your support and maybe you could support us just a little more by maybe going to our Instagram and Twitter and giving us a follow there. And also you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms right from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to Google Podcasts. Cheers.